Welcome to the Table Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today I'm your host, Bueller, and I'll be doing a little bit of a deep dive into the book called The Water Castle, written by Megan Fraser Blakemore. So do enjoy our first song and we'll get straight into it. I'm feeling old, but it's better being no man. Megan Fraser Blakemore. Megan Fraser Blakemore is the author of The Spy Catchers of Maple Hill and The Water Castle, which received a starred review in the Crocus Reviews and was listed as a Crocus Reviews Best Book of the Year and a New York Public Library Best Book for Reading and Sharing. She's also the author of young adult novel Secrets of Truth and Beauty, which received a starred review in the Publishers Weekly and was on the ALA Rainbow List. A former middle school librarian, Megan lives in Maine with her family. So, funny story. As I think I often do <laughs> refer to in most of these shows, funny story of how I got this book and my absolute hatred and anger and frustration towards the author once I finished it, just as a spoiler alert. What happened was in around 2017, I received this book as a gift from my brother uh, for my birthday. 
and I wasn't, and even then I still wasn't keen on very many fantastical books or fiction really, but I did receive it and the cover is beautifully illustrated and it really does look intriguing. And as you read the back, as I will now, as it says, somewhere beneath the water castle, the fountain of youth waits to be found. Ephraim Appledore Smith is an ordinary boy living an ordinary life, but all that changes when his father suffers a stroke and his family moves to the water castle their ancestral home in the small town of Crystal Springs, Maine. There Ephraim meets Mallory Green and Will Wiley, whose families are tied to the Watercastle's powerful secrets, including the legend of the Fountain of Youth that exists on its grounds. When Ephraim learns of the mountain, he's sure finding it can cure his dad. With Mallory and Will's help, Ephraim embarks on a quest that will reveal ancient secrets, despark old feuds, and leave readers wondering, do you believe in the unbelievable? Now, I was very much taken by this whole uh, elaboration of the story and I was so excited to read it, which was very bizarre for me. But I started reading it in a very eager manner. And as I started reading it, it really does tie you down. The way that the author writes is stunning. I really appreciate how... Um, and yes, this is a young, uh, a young adult novel, so it's not necessarily very... It's not realistic at all, is what I'm trying to say. And I had read it when I was quite young. But here's the thing. The way she writes really grasps your attention. And I really appreciate that because I'm a very distracted reader. And if there's a way of someone re writing a story that needs a lot of thinking about and going back to remembering the names of people and why it is that they did something like that, sure, it's a different type of book. But at that point, I wasn't really that type of reader and... I'm either a very non-fictional, theological or philosophical reader where I need to like crunch through information or I'm a very easy novel reader that needs to make sense as I'm reading it if it makes sense. And so she had done an excellent job at writing this book. I cannot, I cannot say enough how much I enjoyed it. It really did grasp your attention. And another thing that's really wonderful about this book is there are these little illustrations uh, at the beginning of chapters and they're really beautifully drawn of different parts of the story. So even though you don't have much imagery, really, there's only those few images uh, in, the, in the beginning of the chapter, it really paints a picture of the kind of environment that these kids were living in, if it makes sense. So that was a wonderful thing to add on to that. But my hatred towards <laughs> this specific book, I can remember, I was so frustrated. I had spoken to my mom about it multiple weeks on end. I was consistently angry <laughs> at the author for this. Um, it's very minor, but what happens is you read through the book and it's not a spoiler alert to some degree. But slightly, maybe. I still encourage you to read the book. I do apologize, though. That you read through the story and it's extremely immersive and it's extremely graphic and so well illustrated and the words are just phenomenal. And then you get to the end and it's like, it doesn't finish. It's just a dead end. And it's so unsatisfying. I think I might have even sent an email to the author about my complaint. I don't know how. I, it was just very, made me very upset. And it was because it was such a good book and there was no continuation to it. So, yes, that was the funny story about the water castle. But I'm going to read a couple of pages or a few lines from it. And I just wanted to, you know, there, there's also another part in the book where sometimes there are like letters 
that are supposedly written by the person, like personal letters of their experience in this book. It is fiction, but it's so well grafted in that it feels natural if, that, if it was like an actual kid writing this in their journal. So yes, I'm just going to go straight to the front. And in the first chapter, chapter one, it says their mother tried to make the trip seem fun, like a vacation. We're going to Maine, dear, she cooed to their father. His lack of response reminded Ephraim, Price and Bryn that this trip had nothing to do with fun. It had been three days since Bryn had found their father in his studio and they had gathered at the hospital. A breakdown, like a car on the side of the road. But it wasn't a car, it was their father. Some sort of misfiring connection in his brain, apparently. They had to wait several hours in the cherry green waiting room before the official diagnosis had come back. A stroke. Their father's life had been full of strokes, carefully placed on canvas. This was nothing like that. It was on the left side of his brain, his mother had told them. That affects the right side of his body. Also, his ability to speak. His non-responsiveness, though, that's a little unusual. That word had stayed with Ephraim ever since. Unusual. It meant atypical. It meant it was something his mother couldn't understand or couldn't fix. They drove north, up the highway and off the highway, through the towns and the forests with leaves and brighter and brighter shades of orange, red and gold. It seemed to Ephraim that they were driving through a photo on a calendar. At the hospital, their mother had told them about a former medical instructor of hers. Dr. Winters is an expert in the field. He's a country doctor up in Maine now, semi-retired. He said he'd take on your father's cares a special case. Her voice cracked. I thought we could go to the family house. The siblings had exchanged looks. The house in Maine was more mythical than actual. Their mother had been contacted by a lawyer years before and told of an inheritance. Their parents drove up to see it and returned awash with ideas. A summer home, a family retreat. As of yet, they had never been. In the car, Ephraim tried to talk to his mother, though in an awkward and stumbling way, about where the Maine was the place to go and when they had lived so close to the best hospitals in the world. Her face darkened and she said, This doctor is an expert. We're getting the best. He had not pressed her anymore. The three siblings sat shoulder to shoulder in the backseat of the SUV. Price squeezed a tennis ball. He always kept it with him, tucked into a pocket, pulling it out when needed. Something to distract his mind. Bryn read a book so thick she could barely hold it in her small hands. She turned the page. She was nine. Slight with her hair cut in a severe bob that made her eyes look big and dark as winter lakes. She chewed on her lip as she read. Price, too, seemed untouched. His sandy brown hair flopped down into his eyes. He squeezed the tennis ball, though fast and hard. Stuck in the middle, Ephraim had not thought to bring anything with him, so all he could do was look out the window while raking his fingers across the whales of his corduroy pants. He, it made a shrift shrift sound that he found oddly comforting. Coming out of one of the forests, he saw the sign. Welcome to Crystal Springs, P.O.P. 1716, a wondrous little place. Wondrous. Ephraim wasn't sure that was even a word. You won't believe this place when you see it, their mom said. I can't believe we've, we haven't made it up here before now. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. I know it. I wish I'd had the chance to come here when I was your age. It was just perfect for exploring. She drove with both hands on the steering wheel, stealing glances at her husband as she drove. And the stories, my goodness, the stories my grandfather used to tell me about his great uncle, Orlando Appledore. Quite a name, huh? She glanced in the rearview mirror of the response, uh, and the response didn't come. 
So that's just a little bit of the book. I'm going to go straight into the second song and then we'll wrap things up. Do enjoy. Yeah. 
But as you can see, the way that the author had written it, it's kind of like a cut-off narrative between the people in the story. Very realistic. And I really enjoyed how you can... It, it's, it's a back-and-forth jumping between what is being said and what the, the character is thinking and also their ponderings behind that. To me, it sometimes uh, reminded me of a book called Molly Moon. And that was something I also enjoyed when I was quite young. Uh, I think I might even go back and read it again. But that the way that she narrates the story and actually gives more information about each character in these small clips where it doesn't feel like she's telling you who they are and what they do. But it's like you're there with them. You're seeing what they're doing and you're understanding that this is what the kind of character is. Um, it's, it feels very natural, like human interaction. And then you have this privilege of reading the mind, technically, of the main character, who in this case was Ephraim Appledore. Um, so that was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. And the author's note is just something I, I want to, to finish off on. It says that the idea for this book did not start with the fountain of youth, but rather a house, and perhaps not the house you'd expect. The first real image I had for the book was a brown house, its front yard littered with garden ornaments and old cars in various states of disrepair. In Maine, where I live, such houses are common. These houses also always intrigue me. I wonder if the people had planned to fix the cars at one point or time, or if they were saving them for some reason. The inside of the house was just as clear to me. Every available surface covered in books. I had a friend growing up whose house had books stacked in every room. There were bookcases in the kitchen and bathroom, all full to bursting. This was a family of readers, people who loved books, just like Mallory's family. Once I had the house, a town sprang up in my mind, and it had this idea of a stranger coming into town and meeting Mallory. And in that town, strange things were happening. People were smarter and stronger, and they seemed to live longer. I was living in Poland, Maine, when I wrote the most of Water Castle, just a few miles down the road from Poland Springs headquarters. On their grounds was a pres preservation park and hotel. Soon after moving to Poland, my husband and I went for a hike in the overrun trails. We followed the signs to, quote-unquote, the source, and found a small building. We couldn't go in, but the glass sides afforded us a view of a tiled room with a wall in the middle. Two mannequins sat at the wicker chairs, while a third mannequin served them water in crystal glasses. Later, we were able to go into the bottling house. I was surprised at how different it was from my idea of today's manufacturing plants. Just as it was described in this book, the floors and walls were made of marble. Black and white photos showed white-clad workers filling bottles of water. We also thought, uh, or rather, we also visited the main state building, which shared the history of Poland Springs. In the 1800s, Hiram Ricker, uh, rather Hiram Ricker, yes, who had suffered from digestion problems for many years, went out into the fields to supervise his laborers. After drinking water from the springs on the property, he was cured. Though the family had long drunk from the spring when ill, Hiram's recovery marked the first time the family believed that the water was truly medicinal. The Ricker family, who owned the land, opened an inn near the bottling plant that would eventually grow into a grand hotel, the Poland Spring House. 
And the author's note goes a little bit deeper into more of what the story was, I guess, birthed out of. But just as a whole, I would really, really, really advise Megan Fraser as an author. I really do enjoy the way that she writes. If I ever become an author, I hope to somehow replicate that. And I do, I yeah, I would, I would thoroughly advise this book for any young reader or if you're into just fantastical stories that don't have too much mystical or mythological narrative in it it would be something to enjoy reading um so yes that's all from me i do hope you found this helpful or enjoyable and you maybe go out and, and give this book a shot but i hope that you have a great day further and that's all from me cheers Hosanna, singing Hosanna, 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 have me singing Hosanna, Hosanna. No, there's not no fable, I can't doubt my Lord is able. Born right out of stable, eating at the royal table. Scripture sweet like maple, don't have with fools, this ain't April. Man, this world unstable, is this what you trusting in? Without Christ, how you gon' win? How is you gon' win? I started battling my sin See you in the end, hope you gon' ride to the end Yeah, see you in the end, hope you gon' ride to the end To die in Christ, that's game Man, it's worth the pain I think it's insane to sell your soul for some fame Meditating on his word, he be dropping all them jewels Every time I listen, I feel like I'm back in school, yeah He's singing Hosanna, Hosanna Singing Hosanna Hosanna, 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 have me singing Hosanna, Hosanna. Yeah. No, this not no fable, God the one who made you. Every knee gon' bow down, Jesus coming from the clouds, yeah. Jesus coming back, dog. The Lord is my shepherd, I will never lack, dog, lack, dog. Jesus died for your sins, and that's a fact, dog. Split out time right in half, I like you. Before Christ, I was dead all in my trespass If I sin, Holy Spirit gonna just that Gotta repent, treasure my mind, gotta be set Preaching my lines, reading the word, yes, yeah, the fine End of the age, yes, yeah, the time, yeah Second Timothy, chapter 3, oh, when I step outside That's what I see, oh Hosanna, Hosanna, singing Hosanna Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna Let me sing it, Hosanna Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like the posts, comment, share them out, retweet and repost. Spread the word, Active FM, radio has never been better.